0: The following message was recorded at Fountain of Life Fellowship in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, visit www.folfcrc.com. So I, uh, we get to spend a few minutes this morning uh, looking at Luke's account of the angels with the shepherds. And we'll probably all admit there's a challenge here because we've heard this story Before. And another time, and again, and we've heard a lot, maybe we saw a Christmas play about it, and it becomes uh, sentimentalized, doesn't it? You can kind of lose uh, the meaning or the power of it. It, it can feel cute. Well, that, that, would, uh, that familiarity would make it hard again to remember or relate with what actually happened. So we want to try to kind of hit the reset button, hear it again. Um, but I think one thing we can relate with from this story is the need for peace. Our hearts long for peace, and it can be hard to find. Uh, We long for peace in the world at large, what do you see? War, corruption, uh, injustice of massive amounts. Uh, We long for peace in our communities, and we see division or poverty, racism, hostility, We long for peace in our relationships. What do we see in our families or friends often? Uh, Brokenness, division, hurt, alienation, loss. Anybody longing for peace in in your body today? (laughs) Um, We break down, we get sick, we experience pain, and we haven't even talked about the peace we need in our hearts. We're full of anxiety, loneliness, self-righteousness, anger, guilt, fear. Um, I long for peace, and it's hard to find. Is anybody with me on that? Whether it's macro, micro, and yet our passage this morning actually promises that real peace has come, and we don't need to be afraid. So where is it? Well, did you hear what the angels said? They said, "Behold." That's kind of a church word. Anybody say, "Behold" this week, other than a church setting? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, It means ponder. Hey, really pay attention to this. Listen up. Look hard right here. Behold. And the angels are saying that in this peaceless world, by the way, it was peaceless for the shepherds under Roman world, first century. Yeah, it was peaceless for them. But they are saying that in this peaceless world, the angels are saying, we can drill down deeper for a deeper peace, if we'll, if we'll just look, if we'll just behold, if we'll just ponder this, uh, there's a different source for peace. There's a different kind of peace. So past the issues of the world, past our relationships, past our bodies, even, even deeper than our hearts, we can find uh, the kind of peace that'll meet our deepest needs. And out of that, this text says, that peace can grow. We can, we can find peace right here. Uh, the angel said it, it's true, there, there is and there really will be peace on earth. So our job this morning is to take their advice and behold, ponder this deepest peace. So I wanna look at three things with you, the need for deepest, this deepest peace, the message of this peace, and the response to this peace. The need for it, the message of it, and the response to it. So look, first let's look at the need. For peace, verses eight and nine. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock. And An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. Have you ever wondered why angels? That's not what I meant. Have you ever wondered why shepherds? Why shepherds? Do you think they were chosen because uh, they're well-educated? Do you think they're chosen because uh, they had, uh, they, were, they were smooth, their manners? Um, do you think they were chosen because they were already deeply pious and religious people? Uh, do you think they were chosen because they had a lot of social power and they were well respected? Um, what is it about shepherds that would make them well, worthy of this kind of an experience or this kind of a message? What is it about them that sets them apart? What is it about them that makes them unique or special or deserving of this kind of attention? You know what the answer is? Nothing. Nothing makes them worthy of it. Nothing makes them special. They're horribly normal human beings. They're barely making it in this world They don't have it all together. Their lives are hard. They're not especially good, educated, or religious. They're horribly normal people. Um, Maybe that's why it happened to them. In fact, I'm gonna go, yeah, that's why it was shepherds. Because in coming to the shepherds, the angels were saying, this message is for you. Everyone, everyone. If, you, if, you, if you've been, uh, if you hated God all your life and you just barely made it in here this morning and, and as people make the joke, you know, you're wondering if you're gonna catch fire here in a moment, um, this message is for you. If, if, if you've studied everything and you've known it all and, and you think you arrived, uh, this message is for you. And um, if you're poor, if, you're, if your life's falling apart you feel like there's no joy anywhere and you can't get it together, this message is for you. And look at what they experience. So they hear this, uh, they see this vision, they hear this message. How do they respond? Well, if you can just imagine um, being a shepherd, uh, you're camping except you can't sleep, and you're taking care of sheep on a hill at night, Um, it probably gets boring, it probably gets uncomfortable, and all of a sudden this vision, and you're thinking, am I hallucinating? But you look at your bud, and he's not, he's seeing it too, and and before long, it's it's so powerful. You just can't escape it. You can't ignore it. And of course, uh, well, how would you feel if you saw that? You're shocked. Um, but something more than this is happening because I want you to see what else came. It wasn't just an angel in verse nine. Look, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the, the what? The glory of the Lord shone around them. So, this would be like all of a sudden, you knew it, you felt it, you couldn't escape it. God was right here. God was right here. You couldn't argue with it. There were, there were no doubts that could push it away anymore. He, he, he was here, next to you. And you saw their response, look at the end of verse nine. And they were filled with great fear. I'm gonna tell you the Greek because you're, you're gonna know it already. Um, the text says, they were megas phobeo. Do you know this already? Mega phobia. You translate that for me. They were terrified. They were so afraid. They were massively afraid. It, you know, most of us, most Americans, most people believe in God one way or another. Uh, he's a concept, sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong, but to all of a sudden have the real God who made you, who knows you, right here. You can maybe relate with how they feel. Totally terrified. You know, it's it's ironic, I mean, what's going on? Here the angel came with the great news and God came and they're not like, yeah, finally. They're terrified. What's going on? You know, our original design as human beings made in God's image was that, the, the phrase would would read like this, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were, what, what should come next? They were thrilled with joy. The God, the God who made us, who loves us, who provides for us, he's here and we're so happy. What happens to where the glory of God comes and their megaphobia? You remember what's happened, you know, Adam and Eve, they enjoyed walking with God in that original place, that garden, and a, and a terrible change took place when they believed the lie, right, and tried to de-God God. They, 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 they bought the lie that to, to love God and submit to him would not make them happy. They believed that, and so they said, we gotta, we gotta do something else. So they de-God God, they make themselves their own God. And we've all bought it, right? We've all bought in to what they fell into. We wanna rule ourselves we, we want to invent what's right and wrong. We want to invent ourselves. We want to save ourselves. We want to make our own way. We became very prideful, very selfish. This is what the heart of sin is, right? To de-God God. To say, get out the way. I'll do it myself. And, and we do it with big, bad, ugly sins. And we do it with religion. To save ourselves, make ourselves, give ourselves significance it's all rebellion and you know that's the bible's explanation for why there's no peace have you ever wondered after all the wars after all the learning after all the scholarship after all the counseling all the treatment all the money spent is this world any closer to peace why can't, why can't we do it why can't we find it it's because ultimately our peace with god is broken our peace with god is broken we're, we're out of joint with our creator in our rebellion from him. We, we've broken his law and his commands. We deserve his justice and his wrath because we're out of joint with our creator. We're out of joint with one another. Become selfish and cruel and, and demanding. There, there's no peace. We're out of joint with what we're made for. We're out of joint with ourselves. No peace. Broken off from peace. And so I get it. I get it, when the shepherds are there and the glory of God shone around them. They didn't just go, yes, finally, God. They went, oh no, I've been pretending to be God and now the real God is right next to me. The game's up. I've been been pretending I was good and right on my own and now the holy God is here, the game's up. I've been pretending I was gonna invent my life and rule myself and make myself and now the real God's here, it's it's over. In fact, all that's left is, there's, there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to hide, there's no doubt to pull out. I'm exposed. I'm megaphobia. Wow. That's the need for peace. Our our ultimate need for peace is peace with God. That's the deepest one. That's the fundamental one. I love how in in the depths of this fear, megaphobia, look at what the angel says, verse 10. The angel said to them, what? Fear not. Yeah, you... You've de God, and you deserve his justice, and he's here now, uh, right here. The glory of God is shining, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. How can this be? How can this be that we wouldn't have to be afraid of the glory of God, that it, that it would thrill us instead of crush us, that it would satisfy us instead of condemn us? How can it be? Well, I've got good news, the angel says. Good news of great joy. What's he trying to communicate here? Good news. You ever Have you ever had good news in your life? You thought the train was going to hit the wall. It's all going to be over. And then finally, there was, there was an escape. There was a relief. And you went, oh, yeah. You got good news. Can you remember the last time you felt great joy? Great joy. I mean, some of us, maybe we think, I don't think I've had that in years. I don't know if I've ever had it. This news, great joy, it'll just... It'll, it'll set you free. It'll set you on fire. Good news of great joy. And who's it for? Verse 10. All the people. Even, even you. Maybe yeah, you don't know my story. Yeah, even you. Even you. Good news of great joy for all the people. For unto you is born this day right here. The city of David, a savior who's Christ the Lord. I don't have time to go into city of David and Christ and all that means, but basically ever since we fell into, in that sin and rebellion as a human race, God's been making promises that he wasn't gonna leave us there, that he's gonna save us, and that a king's gonna come who's gonna save the people. God's gonna restore peace with us, and he's gonna come, and so the angels are basically saying that all those promises, all, right here, right now, here he is. He's here. And you might, you might hear the shepherd saying, well, how do we know? How do we know? And the angel said, oh, I got a sign for you. I got proof. This will be a sign. Now, now, if you were writing this, if you were inventing this, I don't think you would have written it like this. Um, but if you were writing this and, and you wanted to give a sign or proof that the hero of the universe, the promised king who's gonna save the world, he's coming, what sign would you pick? What sign would you pick? you know maybe you could write a message with stars that the whole world could see or or maybe maybe there'd be some epic party and every celebrity every king all the rich people all the important people would come and say yeah this is it he's here how how would you set up a, the, the biggest announcement ever what would be the sign what would be the proof that he's here would it be this verse 12 this will be a sign for you. You will find a drumroll, a baby. You'll you'll find a baby, and and what's he wearing? Swaddling cloths. That's another one of those church things. I don't know what those are. Um, it's it's cleaned the best you can. Cleaned dish towels to keep him warm. He didn't. He doesn't have a onesie. He's he's. He's wrapped in the cloths that they have, in the towels. And they just tucked him in to bed. And he's lying in a a manger. Do, Do you know what that is? That's a feeding trough. It's a feeding trough. God has come in peace. And here's the sign. There's a poor, powerless couple caring for their baby as as best they can. The majesty of the glory of God is sleeping in a manger. That's the sign. That's the sign that God wants to make peace with you. He wants you to be at peace with him. And here's the sign. He would send his eternal son as a baby. If I was God and sending my eternal son, I'd skip like the first 25 years. Right, and he just zap down on a chariot of fire, and then he just come bringing the rain. Right, um, and and that's not how the real God did it at all. They're, they're not skipping a thing. He he's, he went through a birth canal. Uh, he he nurses at his mother's breast. Um, his swaddling claws get changed. Every few hours, he's gonna do every step of normal human life as a, just a, in poverty, in, in, in the nowhere's land of the world, so that he could live the life we should have lived. So that he could make peace with us, uh, with God. God has come in peace. And this is good news of great joy. How, how does this work? that God would make peace with us like this. We realize that when Jesus became human, he became killable. He became killable. And what, what would your heart do if you finally had your hands on God? If you finally could do with God as you pleased? What, what would we do as a human race if God says, okay, here I am in the flesh. You could read and see what we did. How, how badly does a heart want to de-God God? How badly do we want him out of the way? When he came, we crucified him. And it's through that God made peace. Look at what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1. This is how Jesus made peace. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, faith, what, what does that mean? You're looking here at this message that Jesus the Son of God came, became human, lived a perfect life, and died on a cross in your place for your sins. What does faith mean there? Faith means to, to turn away from the de-godding of God. Faith means to leave that. And faith means to trust yourself to him. It means, it means to look at this offer of God's peace, to look at Jesus' life and say, Jesus, I need you to save me. To look at Jesus' death and say, I need that cross to pay for my sins. I've rebelled. I need you in your resurrection as king to lead me and guide me. I trust you. I believe you. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, what does it mean to be justified? This is what God will do for you when you trust yourself to Jesus. It's a courtroom setting. Who's the judge? God is the judge. And, and the, book, the book of your life, you can imagine it being opened. And, and all your thoughts and your motives and your deeds and all that stuff you're trying to forget and the stuff you're ashamed of, the stuff you don't want anybody to know about. There it is in the books. And, and God would see it. And based on his holiness, based on his law, uh, what would be the verdict? For me, it would be guilty, horribly, horribly guilty. Guilty. And yet, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, that's not the book God will consider. He'll consider the book of the life of his son. And as he, as he looks at his son's book in your place, given to you, he looks at his son's book and he says, that's perfect. He always loved me. He always loved his neighbor. Never did a thing wrong. And then he'll look at you and consider as if all of Jesus' perfection has been given to you, applied to you, merited to you. Just by faith, just by trusting Him, it's yours. And so God the judge would look at you in that moment and say, innocent, perfect, forgiven. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have what do we have? Peace. Peace. Because all my sin is washed away, it's all gone all the all the good things I've never done, Jesus' righteousness is given to me. In Christ, we stand perfect and complete wearing what he has done. And so there's no room left for the father, the judge of the earth, to be angry. There's no room left for him to be disappointed because he sees the perfection of his son on those who've trusted in him. And so all that's left now is Peace To where in Christ now If the glory of God was to be here You would not have to be afraid In fact you could be thrilled Because you knew that you were loved That you were loved We have peace with God now, Can you imagine the peace that would fill your life If you believe that? If you believe that, the God Almighty, the creator of the heaven and earth, the giver of the law, the judge of of all things, that he loved you and that you were accepted by him and you had peace with him, can you imagine what that might do in your heart? How many of you struggle uh, needing to live for someone else's approval? You got a group of people and they're always on your mind and you've got to please them somehow. And all of a sudden, if you realize God said, you know what, you're accepted with me, what might that do in your heart? Couldn't that set you free? Or or you're you're tired and you are beaten down from this broken, often hopeless world. And God says, you're mine and you live for me and I'm with you and one day I'm gonna return and I am gonna transform this whole thing. You walk with me now during this life. You You follow me now and then you're gonna enjoy me forever. Couldn't that give you new hope and new meaning? even in the trials of this life. Uh, Imagine being done trying to strive and work for your sense of significance. Have you ever, you're trying to show the world that, that you're worth something, that you've arrived, that you've made it, and finally God says, you know what? I accept you and receive you, right now as you are. Couldn't that set you free? Or uh, does anybody struggle with the question of if you're ever going to be good enough for God? Did you obey enough this week? Did you love enough? Did you follow hard enough? And you think, I I don't know if I can ever be good enough, and God says, "I've, I've given you the righteousness of Jesus. Peace. Peace. Isn't it great to know that in Christ you do not have to be perfect? to be accepted and loved by God because you're already perfect. Wow. So this is, the, this is the message of the angels, this is where it goes. The glory of God comes, we're megaphobia, we're afraid, and the angel says don't be afraid because God is making peace with you through his son, Jesus Christ, who's come as a baby. He's come to live the life we didn't live. He's come to die on a cross for our sins. He's come to rise from the dead and for all who trust in him, peace. Wow, that's the message of peace. Let's look at the shepherd's response. Look at verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened which the Lord made known to us. Verse 16, what'd they do? And they went with haste. Let's go. Let's go. What's the first thing you see from the shepherds? They pursued the message of peace. They went after it. They went looking. Um, What would that mean for you as you're considering these things? What would that mean for you? Where are you at with The message of who Jesus is and what he's done. And what are you doing with it? This this is the greatest message ever heard. To have peace with God through Jesus Christ freely as a gift. I just want to know, the the shepherds show us, hey, when you hear this, you you run with it. You seek it out. What would that mean for you? Maybe there's questions you need to work through. Uh, Maybe... Maybe, maybe there's a reset button on. I, I need to spend time with Jesus. I need to read his word. I need to, I need to pray to him. I need to follow him with others. But I, I got to. This is it. This is everything. The shepherds show us pursue it, go after it. A second thing the shepherds do is they share it. Verse 16 they went with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made know the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Now, I've been so blessed as to see five babies born, and uh, when you're in that hospital room and your baby's just born, uh, I don't know how old Jesus is exactly when they get this visit, but I did not invite the local shepherds into our hospital bedroom. When the baby's first born and you're finally getting over that, mamas, how many of you are like, oh, bring in the local community? Um, and so I, I imagine Mary there going, you know, she's doing her best, right? Maybe, maybe she's maybe she's full of righteousness and she's rejoicing in the Lord and maybe she's like, I'm putting my baby to bed in a manger. Uh, I have all these visions and God's coming and he's sleeping on hay and Lord, are you real? Is this really happening? And then, you know, are, are there doors on mangers? I don't know. Um, uh, and, and the shepherds come in. Hi, uh, we just heard there was a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths uh, in a barnyard kind of setting and we've been looking for him. And, and if you're, I don't know, how would you handle that? Oh, um, can, we tell you, can we tell you what just happened? We just saw an army of angels singing, um, telling us, and we felt the presence of God, and we were absolutely terrified, and they told us not to be afraid, because there was peace for those whom God is well pleased, and, uh, and the sign was, was this baby. Can you imagine Mary hearing that? She didn't get to see an angel on this one, right? She had to take, whose word did she have to take for it? Shepherds. She's pondering this. She's thinking about it. But the shepherds show us something. Not only do you pursue this message of peace, what else do you do? You share it. You share it. Because this is the greatest news ever. It's good news of great joy for all the people that we can have peace with God. And so, what does it mean for us to share the message of God's peace? Let me show you this one text from Colossians. Imagine how God's peace with us could change our relationships with one another. Colossians three twelve. Look what we're told there. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, what should we wear compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness patience verse 13 what's that next one bearing with one another just pause for a moment are you ever told to bear with things that you really enjoy i'm going to take you out to sushi just bear with me you want some more ice cream just bear with me you don't talk about it that way what what do you you bear with like the dentist, right? I'm gonna pull this tooth, just bear with me, you know? Bear with one another. We're gonna, we're gonna have friction sometimes, we're gonna have hurts, we're gonna have difficulty and we, and we wanna back up and think of God's peace with us, right? Do I always treat God the way I should? No, n- hardly, right, ever. And how does God treat me? He loves me, though I don't deserve it. He, we have peace. He sticks with me. He forgives me. He bears with me in the gospel, in, in what he's done for me in Christ. And so if I have that peace that he's, he's always loved, loves me and he's there with me, and I want to live that out with others, what does it look like? Um, I wanna, we want to bear with one another, with compassion, with meekness, with patience. Uh, keep going. If one has a complaint against one another, uh, what else do we do? Forgive one another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. What kind of forgiveness are you hoping for from God? Like a kind of a halfway, kind of resistant, kind of I guess. That won't be enough. I need uh, the whole thing wiped clean. I need total joyful forgiveness. That's what he's given us in Christ, right? We have peace with God. All sins paid for on the cross. Forgive one another, now Jesus says. You have peace with me, I've forgiven you. Now what should we do for one another? Forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must forgive. Verse 14, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. What a call, uh, if we know peace with God in this way, to share his peace in how we relate to one another and to the world. And, and these are high calls, right? These are hard commands, but imagine a community that actually did it. Wouldn't you wanna be a part of that? Wouldn't you wanna be a part of a place that had God's peace like this? So we, The shepherds show us we wanna pursue God's peace, we wanna share God's peace, in how we live and relate to others, and of course, we want to share God's peace. And how we share this message, we want to share this message. You know, this this season gives you, I think, unique interactions with certain people, doesn't it? Unique opportunities, families, friends, people in your life. Um, and we see the angels coming to the shepherds, which means it's it's an it's a it's a it's a prolific message. It should it should go to To everyone, that God has made peace through Jesus Christ. And you can have it freely as a gift through faith in him and what he's done. Don't you want to share this good news? Good news of great joy for all the people. Peace with God through Jesus Christ. Okay, so, well, in many ways, we're still waiting for peace. You know, the Christmas cards say, peace on earth, and um, do, do, you, do you go out from here now that Christmas is over thinking there will be world peace? Uh, do, do you go out from here thinking uh, our communities will be put together? Uh, do you go out here thinking everything will be easy in our relationships or, or our hearts? And my, No. One day peace will come in fullness, right? Next time Jesus comes back, it's not gonna be as a baby in a manger. He's gonna come back as a conquering king. He's gonna judge and defeat evil. He's gonna renew all creation. Everyone who's trusted in him will enjoy his peace forever. But we're not there yet. We don't expect that today. But what we do have right now is peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we wait for that ultimate peace, let's pursue his peace, let's share his peace. Jesus said blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. May we know his peace and share it even today. Let's pray. Our God we thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ and Lord Jesus we honor you And praise you for how you would come to us even as a baby. Vulnerable, helpless, killable. So that you could live the life we couldn't live, die on a cross in our place, rise from the dead and make us right with God. So Lord, I pray for each person in this room um, that you would turn our eyes to Jesus and what he's done and we would believe it we would see our need for peace with you, that we have de-godded you and tried to stand in your place. Lord, forgive us and we trust that Christ, he's enough to restore that relationship with you to win our forgiveness. And Lord, as we celebrate the peace we have with you through Christ and the peace that is coming when Christ returns, we pray that we would be a people who share that peace. That in our relationships with one another, Lord, The peace of Christ would rule our hearts and that in our mouths, as we go out from here, all the people we connect with, Lord, that you would give us opportunities that we could share what you have done, what you have given us in Jesus. All glory to you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for the peace we have with you through Christ. And it's in his name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening and we invite you to visit us Sunday mornings here at Fountain of Life Fellowship. For more information, visit www.folfcrc.com.